that anymore. <laughs> He's an entrepreneur, He's had several businesses, but now he is an entrepreneur, <laughs> a prayer missionary from Crossroads Baptist Church in the Woodlands and on staff at the New Haven's uh, prayer, House of Prayer, New Haven House of Prayer there in the Woodlands. And he and a man named Lovejoy, the son-in-law of the former prime minister of Zimbabwe, are hosting the Seed Sowers Prayer Summit in Victoria Falls in July, which we gave our offering to this morning. And today, Colin is going to come and bring the word. You will really be blessed. Can we show our appreciation? Thank you, brother. Well, precious ones, it's a privilege and honor and a joy to be with each of you today. And that little call of joy, what did we do? Shout, victories to the Lord. That's a victory call in Zimbabwe of the little woodland kingfisher, a beautiful little bird. And I've mimicked him for 30 years. For the first 10, it was just because it was a great sound. But the last 20, it's a testimony of my joy in Jesus Christ. And we have a radio program in Houston called Prayer on the Air. And you'll hear that coming out across the airways over Houston. And it's a call to prayer action. And I'll be walking around in the grocery stores and give a tick Whoa, there's the call to prayer. And today, today, Father, Father, we hear your disciples. The only thing they asked your son, they didn't ask him to teach them to preach. They didn't ask him to teach them to fish. They asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. So, Father, today, by the power of your Holy Spirit, will you instruct us today on how to go deeper in our prayer lives with you, that this congregation would grow as it already is affecting this community but that you would expand exponentially the effectiveness of your power as these precious saints pray. So, Lord, cut away the blindness, the spiritual uh, lenses that cover our eyes from seeing the full victory that you desire to use our lives for on a daily 24-7 basis, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus I ask you that the thoughts of my mind and heart, the words of my mouth, would be pleasing in your sight, O God. May there be none of me and only all of you today, Lord. May you be glorified. May you be lifted up. Father, I thank you for the blessing that these saints poured out for our home country of Zimbabwe. Press down and multiply back to them those that have given. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Revelation 12, 11 says that the enemy is put to flight by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your, my testimony. So just very briefly, I want to give you a snapshot of how God moved in my life to bring me to Him. And... I would say, unless there's some, obviously some guests here today, that we're all saved. But I want to share this so that you 
would be like the man that led me to the Lord when I was hitchhiking. That you would be bold to share your faith. I grew up in a mainline denomination in uh, northern Rhodesia, Zambia, then Rhodesia, Zimbabwe. My parents are still living there. My sister and her husband, not saved yet, but coming. And uh, so we grew up going to church. And we knew all the right things to do and the right things to say. But had no idea who the Jesus we prayed to was. I didn't understand the word salvation or what it meant to be born again. And there are people walking around us every day that go to church. But they don't know what it means to be saved. And God desires to use you to be a prayer igniter. And touch those people's lives for His glory. I began my trip hitchhiking through Africa. Uh, in 1980 and began down in Cape Town and I'd hitchhiked in 35 countries and over 150,000 miles on the conclusion of that trip and uh, so it was not uncommon that someone who picked me up would share his faith in Christ with me and that day a man picked me up and began to talk about Jesus and uh, he said, do you know what it is to be saved? And you can tell when you ask that question of people if they know. And I said, no, I, I don't really know what it is. I know it's in God's word, but I don't know what it is. And he said, well, Jesus came to save you from your sins. And that when we die, there's two places, two destinations. One is hell and one is heaven. Now, you want to cancel your reservation in Hotel Hell and make your reservation in Hotel Heaven. And I began to understand. I prayed with him to receive Christ. He sent me a Bible that arrived in Bulawayo, my hometown. And uh, as I hitchhiked through the continent of Africa, would read and pray, but still I didn't fully understand or grasp what salvation was. And it was only on coming to the States in 1983, I landed in New York City with two suitcases and a song in my heart saying, Hello, America! Here I come! And uh, praise God for His massive grace and intervention. Just 30 miles from here, DFW Airport, on the 30th of August, 1985, God brought my wife there back because she'd already taken off and had an engine problem. We know God moved heaven and earth to bring our paths together. Brought her plane back. I walked out, and uh, I won't tell the whole story, but God connected us, and a year later to that day, we got married in Athens, Georgia. Through Nancy's quiet, loving relationship with Jesus Christ. She was a widow, had no children, had lost her first husband to cancer, and I began to see the reality of what it meant to walk with Jesus. I heard Marlon Maddox on Point of View out of Dallas clearly present the gospel. And I received Jesus Christ. And God did a radical bringing of me into the work of the kingdom and served on the Promise Keepers Task Force in 
Houston, the first founding, I mean the founding volunteer task force. And that's when God began to grow my life in prayer. Twelve of us, pastors, business leaders, uh, ministry leaders, would meet every Friday. And from 12 to 1, we'd pray together. Then from 1 to 2, we'd we'd take what God had said and begin to plan the Astrodome where 55,000 men came 18 months later and many lives got changed. Now, if we hadn't have prayed, God would not have been released to, to act. When we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. And He is desirous of touching people's lives that are all around us. But He can't. Until we ask Him. And you may be fortunate if there's a, a, a neighbor or a family member that doesn't know Jesus. And I'm, I'm just going to put a suppositional thing here because I'm sure most of you are praying. But if you're not praying and no one else is praying, that person's chance of coming to Jesus is drastically reduced. Not because God doesn't want them to, but because his children aren't doing their work. Okay? I've talked with Pastor Alan and Yvette, and uh, in, as we're just beginning in summer, there's a wonderful, my most wanted list. Okay? And uh, Terry Takel, who's a, a prayer leader, teaches all around the nation, it just happens to live 10 miles from where I live, so we've grown to be close friends. And he's sent us with his books to Africa on a couple of occasions. And I want to challenge you as a congregation to take on this 40 days most wanted list. I'll just say day 16, God's promise. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Then he has a little thing about worship. Lift up your hands to him as a sign of surrender. Then you name your top ten and you say, Lord. And I'm just going to do this right now for my top ten. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you, our God, will radically bring Janet, my sister, Ian, her husband, Richard, my brother, Gail, his wife, Andre, Daryl, and Hilton, three Jewish Rhodesians. My neighbors, Jackie and Marco. And on the other side, Pierre and Cassie. That you would save them, Lord. Then he has a little prayer. Then he has, be still and wait on the Lord for a specific direction to pray. Then he has a little story, a faith builder. And it's incredible how God can take that story And my neighbors have suddenly started being in front of me. I haven't seen them in months. But I've started praying and just sovereign timing. They come out and I come out. I come back and there's Jackie coming back on the other side of the street. They're not saved yet, but they're coming closer. They're coming closer. Now, there's... I am a hitchhiking... Well, I was a hitchhiking. Now I'm a Baptist pastor. And the two just don't kind of mesh, particularly in my wife's eyes. And and, uh, we were in Zimbabwe a number of years ago with both our boys. And 
my dad took us to one side of the city and Nancy went with my mom to the other side. And dad said, son, I've just got to run across there. And um, I said, no problem, dad. I'll just go downtown and meet my mother and my wife. And, you know, we can hitchhike just like I used to do at high school. So my two sons and I, we put our thumb out and we got a nice ride downtown. And my sweetheart said, how did you get here? Oh, this very nice man gave us a lift. You didn't hitchhike, did you? Just one time we, we went out of bounds. God wants us to go out of bounds all the time. God wants us to go out of the regular routine of life all the time. And the greatest way to do that is to communicate with Him, is to listen to Him and then to ask Him to be engaged in somebody's life. There are three aspects of developing your own God's power in prayer through your life. The first one begins with your own intimate time daily with the king. It is very easy to just get out of bed, rush around, and oh, I'm late to have my breakfast or do my work. And you hear the Lord say to you, come spend some time with me. He said, well, Lord, I'll do tonight. I want to challenge you today. However much time you're spending with the Lord, to increase it by 10 minutes. Okay, so if you're not spending any time, you're going to start with 10 minutes. If you're spending an hour, spend an hour and 10 minutes with the Lord. He will bless you. This is, uh, I think I can fit in here. Um, it's very easy to hit that alarm button and go back to sleep. Because the enemy doesn't want you to pray. Now, he can't hear what you're thinking, but he can, when you're praying out loud, he can hear. So when you've declared that you're going to get up 10 minutes earlier with me today, he's going to do everything he can to stop you from doing that. So this is a simple exercise that I take. The alarm goes off quite often because it's routine. Now, you've never seen a Baptist pastor lying on your pulpit before. <laughs> and the alarm goes off, and this is what I do. As soon as you're on your knees, it's much harder to get back in bed. Okay? And you're in the perfect position to pray. I just take a minute before I go to the bathroom and just surrender my life to him afresh that day. And I did it at the Lada's house this morning. You just roll out of bed, get on your knees. And it's an easy stop, roll, and pray. Okay? <laughs> so next time you're struggling to get out of bed, Lord, I'm going to ask you, our Father in heaven, to ignite prayer action in every one of these saints, Lord, that you would cause a fire of your Holy Spirit to come and indwell them stronger and deeper than ever before, Lord, that this would be a prayer army running alongside of those beautiful children, Lord, that we bless to grow in prayer. So, Father, give a new desire for a passionate pursuit of you, Lord Jesus. 
that, Father, as we grow in our passionate pursuit of you, that you will give us depths of compassion for those that you put in our paths every day. May we become a pray now people. May we become a 2 Thessalonians, no, 1 Thessalonians, Lord, 517 people, unceasing prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. The Lord honors commitment. Now, I do not want you to stand up if you are not truly intentional about doing this. But before I ask you to stand up, to commit to take that time with the Lord, that 10 minutes more, you know, I could blow in and blow out of here. But the Lord's instructed me to blow in and for Him to change lives because He sent me here through Alan and Yvette. Are you in agreement with me? Have you, I can say, did you get it? And you say, got it. Did you get it? Okay, now I'm going to tell you a story. I commissioned a group of youth, uh, well, the 20-somethings, two months ago in the Woodlands, Texas, as prayer generals in God's army of prayer. One of the dads happened to be at the back, and he accepted the commission to become a pray-now person. The next day, he was taking one of his business clients out to lunch. He's in the oil business. And this company owed him 145000 because of the times they were saying, we're not going to pay you. And this man, the, the CFO of the company, who he took out to lunch the next day, I had said this, and all of you can do this. Do you have lunch in a restaurant sometimes? Yeah, okay. He was in a restaurant having lunch. Now, you don't have to close your eyes. You just say, listen, Jim, I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to close my eyes. No one need know. You don't need to feel uncomfortable. We're just going to include the Lord in our conversation. Now, this man, Jim, was not yet saved. That was my friend's client. He just said, Lord, I want to ask you to bless Jim. I want to ask you to draw him to you. Father, I pray for Jim that you'll encourage him in his family. And I know he didn't say anything about the money. He just said, bless him. Tears began to roll down this man's cheeks. And he sat back and, and he, Craig just said, in Jesus' name I pray. And the man sat back and said, I can't believe what's going on here. I'm telling you I'm not going to pay you. And you start praying for me and blessing me. Craig was going to pull everything together, all the invoices, and validate and fight for his money. The next day he called me and told, shared what had happened. I said, brother, we're going to fight for this. We didn't go with all the invoices and everything, we went to the Father. And we went to the Father in battle together. And we said, Lord, change that business owner's mind. Keep the CFO in the company. Pay what is due to be paid. Lord, make your kingdom come. 
on earth, in this company, as it is in heaven. I went off to Zimbabwe in February, came back. Three weeks later, the owner of the company called Craig. And he said, sir, I'm sorry we've been running behind on our invoices to you. I thought it was only 45000 but I see it's 145000 owe you. We're going to start sending the checks next week. By the time I got back from Zimbabwe, Craig had been fully paid. And he didn't make any... Glory to the Lord. Now, I tell you that story because God can put people in your life. And it may not be for restitution of finances in a business, but it could be, Pastor Andy, someone who's desperate to receive Christ. Your waitress, your waiter at the table. I I would encourage all of you that you can use the blessing at a table as an opportunity to engage the waiter or waitress. A simple thing like this. Listen, James, thank you very much for serving us today and taking our order. We're going to ask a blessing for our food. Is there anything we can pray for you? 90% of the time, they say, wow, yes. Or if they're unsaved. Uh, and I'm just going to, yes, thank you, Father. I'm just going to give you another little testimony, not in a restaurant, but in a hospital. Who of you have visited someone sick in the hospital? Put your hands up. A lot of you. Oh, excuse me, I'm jumping around. I just heard the Lord, the commitment, the commitment. I told that story about Craig. That only came because he was spending time alone with God. When we spend time alone with God, we begin to hear him more. So I'm going to ask you, if you truly in your heart want to commit to spending more time with God each day in worship, personal worship, put on a worship CD and just praise Him on your own. You may feel a bit funny, but it's okay. God wants you to worship Him. Then I'm going to ask you to stand up now. And if there's some of you that don't feel this by the Lord, then it's okay. It's okay. He'll get you later. Uh, Now, Father, I thank you, Lord, for every one of these. Just raise your hands. For every one of these saints that is committing to spend 10 more minutes at least a day with you, Father. Father, you know the heart of every individual here. If your arms are aching, you can drop them to your side. Father, you know, or let them keep them up because you will want that ache to remind you. Okay? Jesus wasn't comfortable when he went to the cross. So, Father, take this commitment today and change this community, Father. May these be saints that pray now, every day. They wouldn't rest until they've prayed three times for somebody. If they don't see someone and they haven't been uh, prayed with someone, call them to call a friend and say, how can I pray for you? Send an email with a prayer in your email. 
Father, give them creative ideas of becoming unceasing people, igniting prayer action. Father, I commission this army of generals into your end time prayer army. And Father, I pray that they will be used to lead dozens, twenties, hundreds, individual salvations to you, Lord. There's more than enough to go around in the town of Granbury. You don't have to fight over the lost. So, Father, commission them today. Fill them with your spirit. Pour out your power. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everyone said in agreement, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's begin next Sunday. I mean, we're beginning today with that commitment. But envisage you bringing waitresses and waiters, uh, grocery store clerks to church because they prayed with you to receive Jesus. And it can be anywhere. Anywhere. Now the next part said that the first part's individual time with God. Now all of you are part of a family. Who lives totally on their own here? Anybody lives totally on their own? Precious sister. Ooh, wonderful, wonderful. If you're totally on your own, I want to encourage this family time of prayer with a telephone prayer partner. But those of you, 99.9% of you, have somebody at home with you. Husbands and wives. This is the greatest place that the enemy breaks up our marriages. He knows that when a husband and wife pray out loud together, it is the strongest shut door to his activity in that marriage that anything else can take place. And because of that, very few couples pray out loud together in their marriages. But listen to this. And those of you who are not yet married, pray for your spouse. Every night, pray for your spouse. God knows who they are. You want them to be covered in prayer. You want them to be prepared for you. Okay? So, and for those of you with children, pray for your children's spouses on a daily basis. Now, you, if you're thinking like I do sometimes, well, okay, Lord, I've got to spend an hour with you. I'm going to pray with my wife. I'm praying for my children. How am I going to fit this all in? God will honor it. Don't worry about how you're going to fit it in. God fits it in because you're doing what he's called us to do. So we don't have to worry about that. Think more like, victory, Lord, I'm becoming a pray now, unceasing prayer person. I'm igniting prayer in other people's lives. Okay? Family time together, praying with your spouse, engaging your children, those precious children. In prayer, getting them to pray. And you saw what we did with that young girl. What was her name? Brittany, that's right, Brittany. Brittany, she was a little frightened, but with help, she prayed. Okay, she prayed. At New Haven House of Prayer, 
my ministry partner, Hank Marion, has a growing number of grandchildren. And little Isaac's three years old. We have open prayer time, and we call it rapid fire in some times of our intercessory worship sets. And that gives everybody in the congregation an opportunity to come and pray 10-second prayer blast. And uh, little Isaac has started going at three years old, totally on his own. He doesn't wait for his mother. He just... And he comes up to the mic. And we, on National Day of Prayer last Thursday, the 7th, we were praying for the government. And he says, Jesus, save President Obama. Amen. <laughs> but the power, I mean, our hearts melted. Imagine what the fathers did. Hey? Imagine what the fathers did. When you hear your children pray for you, you will weep. Ask your children to pray for you. And pray for your children out loud. Oh, yes. I often ask this. Do you pray for your wife? Oh, yeah. Often. Out loud? Oh, no. It makes huge impact and difference when you engage the heart of God audibly because the enemy knows. And when you pray God's word, the enemy is put to flight. Okay? So the second part, first is your individual prayer life. Second is your family prayer life. The ratio, unfortunately, in the Christian body of Christ and the secular world is the same. 50% divorce rate. But listen to this. When couples pray out loud together daily, that percentage rate drops to 1 in 1,153. You have a guaranteed success rate of your marriage. And even if you're older in your marriage, begin, if you're not praying with your spouse every day, begin today. Let's just take two minutes. Turn to a family member. And I want to ask you just to pray for each other. Okay? Just right now. Turn to a friend and just pray out loud. Just take 30 seconds each and pray for each other. Father, just minister, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, I thank you for my dear brother. I pray you'll bless him in the powerful name of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, that you will take him deeper in you than he's ever been before. That you'll minister to him. That you'll give wisdom and revelation of where you are calling him on a day-to-day divine appointment basis. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 So, Father, you hear every prayer of these precious saints. And I pray, Lord God, that this will become a daily picture of what you, looking down from heaven, will see in these families' homes, in their offices, on the phones with their spouse. Lord, make this family a prayerful house, a house of prayer. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Okay. Thank you so much. Let's just...
draw that to a close. If you were feeling the Holy Spirit um, leading in a certain prayer direction and you want to continue with that, don't lose it. Okay? Don't lose it. And two words, pray now, will change your life because it's God's instruction. Pray unceasingly. If you pray now continuously, you're going to be praying unceasingly. Okay? The th- so it's individual, family, and then what's the next one? Corporate, the business, it's the world. It's missions. It's missions. And I want to just share in this point what God has called me to and a growing team as your precious pastor's wife, Yvette, and recently Cindy are joining us to Zimbabwe. When you begin to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ, He begins to expand the territory of effectiveness for which you have been called. And it doesn't matter who, yes, Lord. It doesn't matter who or where or what your circumstances are. God can use you to change a nation. If you, I I, I just want to bring an affirmation of that. He can use your prayers to change a nation. Now, if you are in agreement with that declaration, just raise your hand. Okay. God has sovereignly put a call on my heart that began about the 26th of June. This is about, (laughs) this is pretty accurate. The 26th of June, 2008, just under a year ago. I'd never been released to publicly minister in South Africa or Zimbabwe because the Lord had called me to minister to my family because most of them were not saved. My dad was saved. And uh, last year on the 26th of June on a Friday morning at about 11 o'clock on the deck with ostriches over there and a few giraffe over there, one of my closest ministry partners, Chad McMillan, led my mother after 20 years of prayer and at the age of 83 to receive Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. Glory be to the King. In that same time, the Lord released me to publicly minister. And we went, and the Lord knew this was ordered, uh, He had ordered our steps. And we went and facilitated a press summit in South Africa. We had had one planned in Zimbabwe, but the Lord knew that he was going to bring my mother to salvation. And President Mugabe declared that the re-elections would happen on the day we were going to have our prayer summit. And we would have been too busy to take that time with my mother. So he changed that and brought my mother because he cares about the one. Okay, He cares about the one. And if God puts someone in your heart, Jim, Bradley, you, what's it? You're Jason and Jim. They're not here tonight, this morning. But we're just going to pray for Greg. Would you just pray for Jim? Just 30-second prayer. Just 
just and out loudly so we can all join you. Jim is a gentleman that we met with yesterday afternoon. He's 78 years old. He's filled up with the fire of enthusiasm for life, but he's missing the enthusiasm of God. And we're believing for his salvation. So would you just lead oh, us yeah. in? Yeah. Well, Father, we're just standing before you this morning, Lord God, and in the name of Jesus, we lift up the name of Jim to yes, you, Father Lord. God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you reached down from heaven, Father God. Yes, Lord. You began to work in his heart, Father yes, God, Lord. in his life, Father God. That even now, Lord, as we offer up this prayer, Father God, you're touching his heart. You're softening his heart, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that you send saints in his direction, yes, Lord. Father God, to surround him, Father God, to minister to him, Lord, to, so that he can hear that gospel of truth, Father yes, God, the gospel Lord. of yes, the Lord, Lord Jesus bring Christ, him. that good news, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for what you will do in Jim's life. In Jesus', Jesus name, name. amen, amen. Now you see how simple that was. When God puts a prayer need on your heart, don't just say, oh, we'll pray later. See, I nearly missed that opportunity. I was going to speak about Jim, but God said, pray now. And as soon as I joined with Greg, the power of agreement, Amos 3.3, when brothers walked or sisters walked together in agreement, God acts according to his purposes. Okay? As you train your mind, as your mind is renewed by the daily, what's that Roman something, uh, by the daily renewing of your mind, you are transformed Thank you, Lord. By the daily renewing of your mind. Father, I pray right now that you will renew our minds. That we will not miss prayer opportunities. When we hear someone in conversation, oh, we need to pray for John. May we be a people that says, let me stop the meeting a moment. We're going to pray for John right now, Lord. Father, make us a people that breaks in and moves for your glory, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Move and change hearts. Change lives, oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. I want to just... So there's this call to Zimbabwe to raise up a prayer net. And I won't go into all the story, but God literally showed me a, a, a picture in a lake where I spend time on Wednesdays with the king. And there was this lighted up Net. It was the sun reflecting through all the ripples of the wind on the water. And it was a perfect net. And I'd had the word from the Lord that raising up the prayer net for Zimbabwe, every strand in the net is a life. Every knot is a relationship in prayer. So if the Lord is calling you, and please, please, do not do a prayer commitment unless God is calling you to it. We can take on too much. There's gazillion opportunities to pray. And we can flat wear ourselves out. Don't pray for someone unless God calls you to pray. But sometimes you have to do that because you're not hearing God calling you to pray. You have to do it by faith. But in praying for Zimbabwe, praynowzimbabwe.org, praynowzimbabwe.org, and your gifts that are going uh, are going to literally, it's, it, and this makes no sense, but God said it, so we're doing it. 
He said, bring the people of Zimbabwe to Victoria Falls. It's the furthest place in the country for anyone to get to. And I'm trying to argue with the Lord. But Lord, if we had it in the big city where most of the park, bring them to Victoria Falls. So I said, we learned this little statement yesterday. Your will, your bill. <laughs> so we're trusting the king. And what you've given, if someone, if, and Yvette and uh, Alan said, I can do this. Um, if God is touching your heart to make us a, a gift to the Seed Sowers Prayer Summit, it will bring or partially bring a pastor $250 is the transport cost, the hotel cost, the food cost for a pastor to attend three nights at the prayer summit, uh, Seed Sowers Prayer Summit. That gift of sponsorship will change a community, will restore hope and encouragement to these pastors who have, and business leaders, Christian medical doctors. It's across the social economic community we're inviting. Uh, I spoke to Lovejoy on front yesterday morning, and he said, brother, it's so difficult because we've got no currency. So the only currency we can use are U.S. dollars. But there's not much there, as you can imagine. So people go and buy things, even if they wanted to. So, Lord, speak to the nations. Speak to the nations to raise up the sponsorship for this Seed Sower Summit. Um, oh, yes. So, first individual... Second family, third world missions. And I'm going to close with this story. I'm going to tell one in 30 seconds because I want you to get the picture. But there's another one that I'll close with. Forgive me, Lord, for going a bit more time-wise. Um, I was flying to the island of Aruba on the gasket business before four years ago the Lord called us to surrender to his provision as a full-time prayer missionary. And so I was still in the gasket business and flew into Aruba and I quite often carry these little cards that say, God bless you. And there was the security guard and they were searching our luggage. Uh, remember there had been someone that went missing so there was big double-time security, and uh, the plane was full. Came up to this girl. God will give you moments to share his word. He will protect that. If you're in a grocery store, at a gas station, he will sovereignly get the phone to stop or to get people to stop calling in. And, and you can take that 30 seconds, and God can win a victory in this woman's life. I gave her a God bless you card. And she said, oh, I need this. Well, if that's not an invitation to pray. So I said, how can I pray for you? She said, my mother's in hospital. And she's due to have an operation this morning. And I'm so worried and concerned. So I said, let me pray for you. See, I didn't enter into the message of salvation or sharing the gospel. We met the need in prayer. When you ask God to intervene and just touch someone as you pray for them, he works in their hearts. So I just prayed 30 seconds. Lord, thank you for this dear woman. Bless her mother. Bring your healing grace and draw this girl too closer to you. 
In Jesus' name, amen. And I, I looked at her then, her heart's open, and I said, do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? And she said, no, I don't understand all that stuff. The Lord gave me another two minutes. I shared the gospel with her. I said, would you like to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior? She said, oh, yes. Often people are just ready, but they have not had someone to ask them. Okay? So we prayed, she received Jesus Christ, the angels in heaven rejoiced. And imagine them, because God's Word says that. So listen for them. And I just bounced the moment we finished praying. Next passengers with their suitcases. He gave us two and a half minutes. But a woman's life was radically changed forever, for eternity. I'm not going to share the other one because it's too long. Um, We're going to have a time of, if the ministry team could come up, please. And we're going to have a time of just praying uh, into your lives uh, that you would become ministers. Is there anything you'd like to say at this point, Pastor Alan? So, would the ministry team come up? Yes, please. Thanks, Pastor Andy. The Holy Spirit's leading you, brother. And uh, now, even if it's 15 seconds, if you've got something specific that you want us to pray for you about, come. If you just want to receive a prayer blessing to be a prayer igniter, it'll just be 10 seconds, 20 seconds. But I encourage you just, just to come and let us, let us pray for you. Remember what I said, guys. Pray now. Come for prayer. We're inviting you to come for prayer. What's your name? Father, I thank you.